Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Peret Lamid Hey, Pasuk Aleph, Hadavar Asher Hayah El Yirmiyahu Me'es Hashem. And once again, we're going to see this device that Yirmiyahu has been using uh, lately more and more, and that is the mashal, the parable. In other words, as a typical scenario, he is commanded to do an act. It's a ceremonial act, a symbolic act, a dramatic act, which we don't understand at first when we see it performed. But then it becomes apparent to us that what this is is essentially a teaching moment. It is going to be used to teach us a parable, to teach us a admonition, a prophecy, a musr, uh, a call to reform. And this one is a fascinating one. So we begin, This was commanded to him. The setting now is going backwards. It's not Tzikiyahu, which the last few Prakim involved, but Yoyakim, Tzikiyahu's uncle, it would be, that preceded him. And the word comes to him as follows. Haloch el beis harechavim, go to the family of rechavim, v'dibarta osam, speak to them, v'haviyosam beis Hashem el achas halishachos, v'hishkisa osam yayin. Really strange. Go to the family of rechavim and bring them here into the temple and give them wine to drink. So let's start with who is Beis Harechavim. Beis Harechavim are a family <coughs> descended from Yisro, and it's mostly appropriate that this week's Parsha is Yisro, who we know was the father-in-law of Moshe, who was a Midianite priest at first, who later joins B'nai Yisrael and converts, and his family stays with B'nai Yisrael. Rechavim was his descendant, um, and tell Rechavim, come to the Beis Hamikdash and you will drink wine. What are we talking about? We'll find out in a minute. And so the Eikach es Yehaznoya ben Yirmiyahu, no relation, I took Yiznanoho ben HaChavatzina v'Esechav v'Eskolbanov v'Eskolbeis HaRechavim. I gathered the family of Rechavim and took them with me. Hashem, I took them to the base Hamikdash, Elishkas Ben to the um, special chamber of Chanan, uh, who was a Navi of his own, uh, a man of God, Asher Ben Shulam, which was near adjacent to the Lishkas of Masayu Ben Shalem, Shomer Hasaf. Shomer Hasaf is the room where they kept the wine and the wine utensils. Um, and it's deliberately to fix the locus of this. Every detail is supplied. I gave him wine cups and wine pitchers and wine. Drink wine. What is this possibly about? So the Rechavim is an ancient family, as we have seen, 
and they have a very interesting tradition. But before we get to that, what is he doing, Yemio? This concept of drinking wine in the Beit HaMikdash is an absolute prohibition. Let's go to Hilchas Bias HaMikdash, laws of coming to the Mikdash, or the Rambam, Mishnah Torah. And the first law that the Rambam says um, is, Se'if Aleph, Kol Kohen, HaKasher La'avoda, any Kohen that is acceptable to perform the Avodah in the Beis HaMikdash, Im Shosa Yayin Osur Lo Lihikonais Min HaMizveach Ulifnim, if he is drunk wine, he cannot go into the Beis HaMikdash, the Im Nichnas, and if he does, the Ovad Avodah Pasula, his Avodah is totally puzzled, canceled, the Chayav Misa, he is hired Misa, going into the Beis HaMikdash, having drunk wine. Moreover, continues the Rambam, that this rule for the Kohanim extends as follows in Seif Gimel, and just as a Kohen cannot come in <coughs> to the Beit HaMikdash from drinking wine, everyone, Ben Kohen, Ben Yisrael, <coughs> if he is drunk, even date wine, then, uh, or if his das is off a little bit, therefore, he is Chayav Misa Bidei Shamayim. So what is Yirmiyahu doing here? The <coughs> Radak says he's told the family of Rechaim and what exactly what he's doing. Um, the Malbin says no, he hasn't. They don't know why they are being summoned here. In any case, they respond to him. Bayomulo, lo nishtayayin, we don't drink wine. Yonadav ben Rechav, going back to Yonadav ben Rechav, the son of our forefather Rechav, and remember, this is three centuries ago, Yonadav, 300 years previous, he commanded us, Siva Aleinu Lemor, Lo Sishtu Yayin, Atem Uvnechem Adolam, you are not to drink wine, you and your children forever. <coughs> Moreover, he's adding on what other restrictions are. You are not to build houses. You're not to buy and plant fields. Or plant vineyards. You are not to have material possessions. You are not to build houses. You are not to plant fields. You are not to plant vineyards. You are to live in tents. You are to have, you were told, Yonadav, an absolutely nomadic existence. You dwelled in tents, the fewer possessions as possible, and this will increase your longevity on the face of the earth. Remember, these weren't even, these were converts that we're talking about. 
And we listen to Yonadav ben Rechav Avinu, the Chol Asher Tzivanu, everything he commanded us. The Viltishasos Yayin, Kol Yameinu, we didn't drink wine. Anachnu, Nashenu, Monenu, Nosenu, our children, our wives. Ule Viltibinos Vatim, we didn't build houses. <clears throat> to dwell. Vikerem, vineyards, Vasadev, a field, Vizera Loyalanu. We had no material possessions. We lived basically as nomads, um, moving from place to place in tents. Vanesha Baolim, we dwelt in those tents, Vanishma Vanas, Kachol Asher Sibonu Yonadov Avinu. We listened to everything Yonadov Avinu. Avinu again, can't stress it more emphatically. This was 300 years ago they took this pledge. arose, and he conquered the outskirts at first. We decided we are in danger in this tent-like nomadic existence. We moved to Yerushalayim because of the strength of the Babylonians. At the time, you also had Assyria. And we dwelt in Yerushalayim. And that's where Yermiel found them. So we see again that they are commanded, that they're told to drink wine. First, how do you justify that they're told to drink wine in the Beis Hamikdash? So some of the Mephorshim say it wasn't exactly in the Beis Hamikdash. Some say it was the roofs. Some say it was the outer courtyard where you're permitted. But we see the intense objection to Yayin. Mephorshim say we've seen so much trouble that Yayin doesn't end well, drinking a lot of wine. We see Lot what happens in, in uh, Noah. Uh, we see um, the fact of um, Lot as well as no- uh, Noah as well. And we see that wine doesn't end well in excess. So that the wine was done probably outside the temple in a different technicality. It was not exactly in the temple itself. So by Yehizavar Hashem, and now comes the punchline, as it were, the parallel. El Yirmiyoh Lemar. Koamar Hashem Tzvaot Elokei Yisrael. Haloch Baramacha Leishudah. Now go to Yehuda Uliyoshe Yerushalayim. Halo Sikhu Musar Leshmo El Dvarayinu Hashem. Will you not take Musar, a correction, um, Tochacha, rebuke from you? You will not listen. Who comes to pray Yehonadav Ben Rechav Hashem Tzivas Benov Levilteish Tos Yahin? They were commanded by their ancestors not to drink wine. They have until this day. They listened to the words of their forefathers that they had been commanded. I speak to you, Hashem, from morning to night. That you do not listen. So you're beginning to get the parallel. These people have carried on listening to their fathers and grandfathers and great grandfathers. The commandment not to drink wine, not to dwell in houses, not to own possessions. They adhere to it 
with total fidelity. And you, you will not even listen. I have sent you my Nevi'im. Hashkem, meaning morning tonight. Who's he talking to? Is he talking to... B'nai Yisrael. Yeah. And yeah. he's using them as an example. Exactly. Okay. These, look what these guys do. And they're not even technically the converts. Um... Uh, you don't improve your ways. We might tell you not to go after all the gods of them. And you will be able to dwell on the land I gave your forefathers. You don't even bend your ear to listen. To say nothing if you don't actually listen. You don't even make a pretense of listening. They have fulfilled their mitzvah savihim asher tzivam va'am hazeh lo shamu elai. And what you're drawing is such an obvious parallel from this seemingly, and it started out as an obscure mushal. You're showing these people and the mafoshim say you get covered of when you honor your ancestors, his father and their fathers as a mitzvah, and that's what they've done. Bnei Yehonadav. Uh, you don't even listen. Therefore, I am bringing every evil, every terrible thing which I spoke. I have called upon you. You don't even answer. And now, this is what I am giving base for Chavim. Because you have displayed this extraordinary fidelity to the traditions and the laws handed down by your great 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 grandfathers, the Tishmaru has called Mitzvahsav, and you have fulfilled to the letter every commandment he has ordered you to fulfill. This is what I say. The seed of Yehonadab will never leave standing before me all their days. Inference would be that they stand before me as a Kohanim. But they can't be Kohanim. They're Geirim. Says the Medrash, it means that they served in the Sanhedrin, other bodies of law, it means that they could marry uh, a Bas Kohen, and then they could, rather the women, I'm sorry, the women could marry Kohanim, and then transfer the Kohuna to their sons. It also, we learn through history, the Mephorshim tell us, this family of Yonadav, they were not exiled to Bava. They were not exiled to Rome. They were not destroyed in the first temple or in the destruction of the second temple. They remain there, faithful to their cause, faithful to their land. And this is the way they were rewarded. And says the Mephorshim, their reward, B'nai Yonadav, for what they did, is greater than the reward promised to Dava. David HaMelech. Why? Because David HaMelech is told that the kingdom will never depart from Judea, B'tznai, on condition, on the condition that his um, 
Those who he gives birth to the line will not sin. They will keep the faith. They will do thus and so. Yonadav has no such tenai. He is given unconditionally a permanence in eternity for what he has done. We just want to conclude with one thing on this concept of wine, a wonderful agadata in Baba Basra. I will do it quickly. When the second temple was destroyed, Rabu Prussian Bishra, there were many Jews who became ascetics. They wanted to take on certain chumros to demonstrate their mourning. One of them was not to eat meat, not to drink wine, as an expression of mourning for the destruction of the temple. Nidpalahem Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua sought to dissuade them from this. It's not necessary. Banai, he says. Why have you banned in your daily lives eating meat or drinking wine? At the answer, Nechel Basar. How can we eat meat? How can we drink wine? That they were used to offer up meat on the Mizbeach and wine, etc., as the libations. Therefore, how can you do it? This is what we are giving up voluntarily. Rabbi Yeshua answered, Omalan, if that's your swara, that's what you want to do, why not give up fruits? We brought the first fruits to the temple. Why not give up bread? We brought carbonos that were made of wheat. You can't do that. And continues Yoshua, uh, a lesson even today, that you have got to be careful of some of these restrictions, chumros, you take on yourself. Because there is a thing as Lisabel Yoser me die to mourn too excessively because aim goes ring gezerah al hatzibor. We do not impose a decree upon the public. Ella imkain rod sibur yecholin la modba. If the, unless the majority can comply with that decree, and they can't comply, no wine, no meat, and by extension, no fruit, no bread. It's ridiculous. So you have to draw the line somewhere in reasonability. But in any event, we see from this mashal. Kodesh Baruch Hu, through Yermio, is shaming B'nai Yisrael. You who had the tradition, the law, the understanding, the constant reminder, the miracles, you pale in your observance to these group of nomadic Midianites who are converts, who have kept their laws, have kept it with a fidelity that surpasses any devotion to anything you have done. Hopefully tomorrow we get a more optimistic viewpoint, 8.45 a.m., please be there.